For KAXE News, I'm Chelsea Perkins with the Up North Report. The City of Cross Lake will discuss administering its own absentee ballots in the upcoming elections during a special meeting on Monday. If it moves forward, the city would be the only municipal government in Crow Wing County to fully take on its election administration separate from the county. Mayor Dave Nevin hosted an informal town hall meeting this week on the topic in a Cross Lake bar and restaurant. Sonia Slack and Robin Sylvester, the two residents who have advocated for the change in council chambers, led the conversation. Sonia came to me about a month ago and asked if I would support this. And I will support anything that people want to do. And, and this always struck me as taking a little bit back, and I support that wholeheartedly. I don't know anything about it. Slack and Sylvester say they're aiming for secure elections with trust and transparency by bringing the absentee ballot processing closer to home. Slack says one of the most important reasons to make the change is to restore political party balance to the ballot board process. Everybody, no matter what party you're from, you can have confidence that are agreeing that these envelopes of the application and the envelope are the same person, yes, put them in. If they're not, this is not a ruse to throw out a bunch of ballots. Um, it's, it's transparency. You should not be just expected to trust that it's being done okay. She told the room that through an exception in state law, the county's own ballot board doesn't ensure this balance. But according to a statement from Crow Wing County Elections Administrator Deborah Erickson, Slack's information on that point wasn't accurate. In a statement, Erickson said the law does allow county elections employees to serve on the board, but Crow Wing County, quote, makes it a practice to use election judges of different political parties on the absentee ballot board to do the accepting and rejecting process. Nevin says his goal is for the community to be more actively involved. We've got to get involved. Everybody does. In whatever capacity you can, you can coach the t-ball team, do that. But everybody should get off the couch and do something. And this is one more thing that we can do. The special meeting is 6 p.m. Monday at the Cross Lake City Hall. The families of more than a quarter of all children living in rural America would benefit from a proposed expansion of the child tax credit that has passed the U.S. House of Representatives and is now under consideration in the Senate. The Daily Yonder reports the expansion would change the credit's eligibility criteria to include low-income families who don't get the full tax credit per child because they don't pay enough taxes to qualify. Most low-income families who make under $40,000 a year receive partial or no credit. Stephanie Hinkton of the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities told the Yonder this structure is particularly a disadvantage to children living in rural areas because salaries are lower there. Under the proposed legislation, more than 80% of the children who don't get the full credit now would see a boost in their family's income from the credit. The benefits could be even larger for rural families of color who on average earn less than white families. The legislation would also increase the credit slightly. If passed, the change would go into effect for the current tax filing season and continue for three years. The state of Minnesota recently awarded more than $13 million in grants to prepare Minnesotans for high-growth industries. Nonprofits in Bemidji and on the White Earth Nation were successful. Larissa Donovan is here with more. The latest round of workforce grants, known as Pathways to Prosperity, were spread across 43 organizations in Minnesota, with three different programs focused on providing career pathways and skills training to people who face systemic barriers to employment. 
The Northwest Indian Community Development Center in Bemidji was awarded $275,000 for the on-ramp to career pathways, which supports people interested in earning a certificate to increase their employability or move on to higher skills training. The White Earth Tribal and Community College received two awards in this grant cycle, $340,000 in Bridges to Career Pathways and $375,000 in Individual Training Pathways. The Bridges grant focuses on skills building and credentials for regionally in-demand industries. The Individual Training Grant offers skills training for healthcare, information technology, skilled trades, and advanced manufacturing. For KAXE News, I'm Larissa Donovan. That's it for the Up North Report from the KAXE News Desk. I'm Chelsea Perkins, telling the stories of northern Minnesota through local news.